Welcome to the Daily Standard Podcast. I'm Eric Felton. I'm joined today by White House correspondent and senior writer Michael Warren. Michael, how's it going? It's uh, going very well, Eric. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. So earlier this week, CNN reports that Paul Manafort, one-time campaign chairman to the Trump campaign, was the subject of wiretaps. Um, and supporters of the president are claiming that this is vindication for the president's tweets, much contested tweets, that the Obama administration had tapped his wires at Trump Tower. Right. So maybe let's first go back to what we now know about about the investigation into Paul Manafort, sort of how this fits into the larger. I think what we know Russian now is it's, it's not good being Paul Manafort. No, right it's now. not. Uh, and actually, we we had a very strong hint that that was the case. Uh, if we remember back in July, when uh, the FBI <clears throat> actually raided uh, Paul Manafort's home in Alexandria, Virginia, not not much, not not very far from where we're sitting right now in Washington, um, picked the lock. Actually, as we later found out from the New York Times, uh, picked the lock in sort of early morning hours uh, of Paul Manafort's home, raided it, uh, took pictures and files and that sorts of thing. That sort of thing. Uh, that was a pretty strong hint that uh, Bob Mueller, the special counsel who's investigating the uh, Russian interference into the election and possible uh, connections to the Trump campaign or people connected to the Trump campaign, um, that he was going to be playing hardball. And in fact, what we found out from the New York Times, uh, sort of concurrently from the CNN report you mentioned, is that uh, Mueller's prosecutors have told Manafort's lawyers, essentially, uh, yeah, he's going to be indicted. <laughs> and uh, and uh, again, the, the, the wiretapping that happened, uh, according to CNN sources, uh, before the election and after the election, actually, uh, of Paul Manafort's phones, um, came from a secret court order and essentially were uh, the extension of a long investigation that the feds have been um, uh, feds have been investigating Paul Manafort for for years apparently in terms of his foreign uh, uh, contracts he's basically a, a lobbyist for foreign governments and foreign government interests um, and uh, essentially the, the feds have been investigating this and this sort of rolled into uh, what happened uh so I guess beginning last year, uh, sometime around the time that either Manafort had been or was was ending his time as campaign chairman. So all of that being said, uh, that's a part of this big investigation, and it could very well mean um, uh, problems for Trump as well. Whether it means legal problems or just sort of political problems, I think that is an open question. And again, it doesn't address the 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 question of Trump's tweets about being wiretapped. Okay, well let's get let's get to those tweets. Um, but but first let's let's put the the best gloss from a Trumpian perspective okay. on this, which is there's a wiretap, and perhaps if they were tapping Manafort's phones, he had. Uh, a residence in Trump Tower, so they would have been tapping a phone at Trump Tower, and perhaps the president, or at the time president-elect, um, got recorded on a wiretap in Trump Tower. So the president was right when he said that Obama, which is to say the feds, had him on a wiretap at Trump Tower. 
Right, except that's not what Trump said. Um, and I think it's important to remember because um, we can kind of forget or conflate what Trump's initial claim was with what the White House would have tried to clean it up as as meaning. But it's important to remember what it was that, that Trump tweeted at the time uh, that he said was happening and the implications, I think, of what he was tweeting. Um, but let's, let's actually go back a little bit more. So, um, yes, Trump uh, apparently was speaking or was thought to be speaking with Manafort after the election. Um, during the time that Manafort's phones would have been tapped. So um, it is possible and maybe even likely that Trump's, uh, that conversations with Trump were picked up under these warrants. Um, uh, and But there's a couple of problems with that, which is uh, was sort of saying that Trump is vindicated uh, in that um, it, it, that, that is not the same as saying that uh, Trump's phone was tapped. Um, it was Manafort's phone that was tapped. And the fact that Manafort was speaking with Trump is, of course, something that the feds can't control necessarily. Right. And uh, there are all kinds all kinds of rules uh, about these wiretaps that if um, a an American citizen is picked up on this on a what is a legal tap, there are all, all kinds of guidelines and rules about how much the feds can listen to that, what they can do with that. Um, and we just don't have enough information to know about whether or not something was done improperly or not. Why we should assume it was done improperly, I don't know, um, unless you just sort of believe inherently that the feds are going to act improperly, which some people uh, are, are arguing is the case. But let's go back to um, Trump's tweets at the time, and I'm pulling them up here because I think it's important to remember exactly what it was he was alleging uh, at the time. So this is... Uh, the first tweet, this was in, in March, March 4th, at 6.35 in the morning. Uh, I guess he was an early... It's prime early tweeting break. time. It's exactly. kind of late in the day for Trump tweets. Exactly. Uh, terrible. Just found out that Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower just before the victory. Nothing found. This is McCarthyism. Right. Obama had my wires tapped in Trump Tower. Here's then uh, another tweet. Is it legal for a sitting president to be wiretapping a race for president prior to an election? Here's the next one. I'd bet a good lawyer could make a great case out of the fact that President Obama was tapping my phones in October, just prior to the election. And the last one. How low has President Obama gone to tap with an extra P to tap my phones during the very sacred election process. This is Nixon Watergate, bad or sick guy. So what what is he saying there? I mean, we should, um, as as Sean Spicer liked to say when he was um, press secretary, the tweets speak for themselves. Well, what did the tweets say? They said that Obama, President Obama, had ordered or was wiretapping President or not then President um, a candidate and then possibly President elect Trump. Uh, well, nothing that's been reported, and there's been no evidence to, to suggest that President Obama in any way ordered a wiretap on Donald Trump's phone. Now, as you say, the, the, the positive gloss on this could, could be, well, uh, this was the Obama administration, and ultimately the buck stops with him, right? Right, although I think it is clear that somebody told Trump something. Um, I, it doesn't, the, the tweets don't have the feel of Donald Trump just deciding out of the blue to make up a story. Right. He got told something. And for all of the claims of, you know, Trump is 
being dishonest about this. It doesn't strike me that he was being dishonest about it. It strikes me as he doesn't listen carefully. He's excitable. He hears that there was a wiretap that picked him up at Trump Tower, and it was a federal wiretap. And he leaps in in his early morning Twitter feed right. to the conclusion that, well, it's a federal wiretap. That means Obama did it. Um, it was at Trump Towers. That means I was the object of the wiretap. It's it's it. What I seem to take away from all of this is not that Trump was lying about this, but that it's just another example of uh, him sort of having a tendency to get things wrong, right. even when he's on to something in some basic way. Okay. Well, fair enough. Let's assume that that's the case, which I think you're generally right about that. That. Um uh, he sort of hears what he wants to hear or uh, mishears things and jumps to the incorrect conclusions. Um, it's uh, it's still what he said publicly, and it's wrong. Um, and what I am sort of baffled by is the effort to uh, say that, uh, well, what we found out now, that Trump's former campaign manager is actually uh, really at the center of a criminal investigation and had his phones wiretapped for a uh, long federal investigation into his practices, um, that Trump's sort of uh, misunderstood game of telephone version of what he said, um, that somehow he was vindicated by this. I mean, the the truth that we found out that Trump, you know, let, let's just assume that Trump sort of, you know, got the details wrong, but got the general idea right, uh, doesn't change the fact that this is not good for for Donald Trump. This is not good for his campaign. It's certainly not good for Paul Manafort. Um, what do we what do we what are we proving here? Or what do we sort of, uh, you know, when we say, well, uh, aha, Trump was right. Um, well, he wasn't he wasn't right. Um, but even if he were. Um, there has been no wrongdoing, and I think it's important to remember what what is implied by what Trump said. It, it's, it's not that um, he doesn't say, you know, Obama or the Obama administration or whomever um, was uh, was tapping the phones uh, or tapping my phones in order uh, to get an investigation. He what he was implying was that this was political, that this was that Trump was, or excuse me, that Obama was tapping Trump uh, as a political opponent. He was he was he had made a decision before the election. That was one of the terms he was trying to tap this phone to to surveil Trump before the election as some as some sort of political action. Um, and the implication what what's the implication that that's that this was uh, the president making this um, uh, choice to do so and was somehow interfering with the electoral process. And uh, all of those implications are wrong as far as all the evidence that we know. Maybe it turns out to be true. Maybe the president knows something that we don't. Um, uh, uh, but there's been no evidence, and there's been a lot of people, the Department of Justice, uh, members of Congress who sit on the relevant committees, who said that that claim, which is what Trump said, and we should take that seriously um, and literally, uh, is is just it's just not true. Uh, and I think that's important uh, to underscore when you have uh, people out there saying, "Well, ha, Trump's been vindicated." Well, on 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 the on the strict reading of what he said, he's not been vindicated, and in the most sort of 
loose or liberal reading of what he said. Generous, uh, reading. generous reading, maybe is the is the right word. Um, it the the, uh, the the vindication is sort sort of pyrrhic in 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 a way. <laughs> it's 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 vindicating him in the sense that uh, yes, he's correct that the feds were were looking into people around his campaign. So the question now is. What were they looking into him, uh, those people for? What did they learn? Uh, and are we going to see criminal indictments uh, coming down the pipe from that? Uh, apparently, at least in one case, uh, the Mueller investigation seems to think we are. But uh, should there prove to be evidence down the line that the Obama administration behaved in an Exonian fashion, you'll be happy to come back I, here? And- more than happy. Yeah. I, absolutely. But uh, I'm going to hold my judgment until I see the evidence. <laughs> All right. Michael Warren, White House correspondent for The Weekly Standard. Thanks for joining us on The Daily Standard podcast. Thanks, Eric. Support for The Daily Standard podcast comes from the Dollar Shave Club, the smarter choice. You get a great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. It's a no-brainer. You don't have to schlep to the store to try to get razors out of those little plastic safes they're always locked behind. No cheap disposable razors that give you a cheap shave. And you don't spend a fortune on 14-blade razors with magic lubrication strips or other gimmicky shave technology. It's just a great razor paired with Dr. Carver's shave butter for a smooth, gentle shave. Listeners of the Daily Standard podcast can make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. New members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. In your first month box, you get a weighty handle, a cassette of four razor cartridges, and a tube of shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges ship automatically at their regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel any time you like. For this exclusive offer, go to dollarshaveclub.com slash weeklystandard. That's it for today's Daily Standard podcast. I'm Eric Felton. Catch you next time.